Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Syracuse football finally gets the fifth win that it's been looking for. Hello, I'm David Edelstein here on the Orange Fizz post-game podcast as Syracuse football took a 40-37 victory over the North Carolina Tar Heels in central New York. It was a fifth win that Syracuse has been looking for for the past few years. Last time they got five was in 2013 when they went seven and six. But since then, they went three and nine and then three straight four and eight seasons, including the two first years of Dino Babers being with the Orange. Now he has a fifth win for the first time with SU, the milestone that he's been working toward. And now Syracuse football with five wins, just one win away from the sixth win that gets them into that really valued bowl territory. But the win did not come easy whatsoever, though, and there are a few things that need to be pointed out about this game. First of all, the game started with UNC scoring first, and that's not necessarily the worst thing ever. But what's really important to look at in that first score was the fact that the Tar Heels seemed to just be able to completely exploit the Syracuse secondary. It's important to remember that Syracuse was coming off a bye week here. So Syracuse faced two losses, pretty tough ones, the first two of the season against Clemson and Pittsburgh, and then they're on the bye week. So it's this week where they try and rebuild themselves, focus on what they need to do, and move forward. And here Syracuse just started off this game coming off the bye week, the week off, looking like they completely fell asleep on defense. The secondary was all over the field, not where it needed to be. North Carolina, a team that only had one win, coming into the game, and hadn't scored more than 20 points in any game except for one in a shootout against Pittsburgh, where they scored 38. They won 38-35. But this is a team that was coming in with just one win, and that was the only game where they scored 20 or more points, and all of a sudden they looked like they were miles ahead of the Orange when they got on the field. And Syracuse allows them to score first. Their secondary completely lacking. There were players out of position. There were players that were not just making the the defensive positioning and and blocks that they needed to. And North Carolina seemed to just be like throwing the ball down the field, go, 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 and they wind up on top first. Just a different momentum than what maybe people and the Orange were expecting to have or wanted to have when they came back after this bye week working on what they needed to do. They're at home again trying to make a statement, and suddenly North Carolina, this 1-4 team, is taking advantage of them. So where did the Syracuse secondary go? Well, it picked up later in the game. Another thing to to think about, though, Syracuse, when it tried to score on a field goal, just uh, just a little more than eight minutes left in quarter one, 44-yard field goal, missed, but not by much. It, It hit the left post. Like, come on, if you can't, if you told... Sterling Hoffrichter, one of the greatest kickers in the ACC, college football right now. He's won awards, been on top of many lists and stats. No matter how good he is or no matter how good anyone is, if you try and tell them to hit the post, it's it's not probably not going to happen. So the fact that, you know, he hit the post, come on, like that's, you couldn't do that if you tried. 
So Syracuse misses scoring a field goal. North Carolina still on top. The beginning to this game doesn't feel very momentous for the Orange. It doesn't feel like it's going their way. And throughout the game, things really didn't go their way. Even though Syracuse eventually started taking the lead, started figuring it out against the North Carolina team, they ended the game 3 of 14 on third downs. They just were not able to move the ball. So for whatever reason, they were not able to complete the the passes, the runs, just first down, second down, three and out. And North Carolina was holding them to that, which really kept this game close. The fact that they were only able to convert three times in the entire game on third down, North Carolina wasn't doing that much better. They were seven for 22 on third down. But the fact that the orange offense was not able to convert just completely was something different than what we've seen the rest of the season. They just completely shut down and were not able to get things going as much as they maybe wanted to. But they keep the lead until after halftime when North Carolina suddenly picks up the spark once again. All of a sudden, Syracuse is behind, not able to score. They got a touchdown, but they're watching North Carolina just demolish the lead that Syracuse had. Now they're on top, and Syracuse is back to playing from behind. And it still were, they still weren't converting on third down. Things still weren't necessarily going their way. Then all of a sudden, an interesting change is made. As the game goes on, Eric Dungy is removed from the game. And it seems like it's one of the only times he's been removed from a game, maybe even the first, where he wasn't injured. It didn't seem like he could have been injured. He didn't do some crazy play, and there was no penalty that would have resulted in him coming out. He was just taken out of the game, and of course he's replaced with Tommy DeVito. And all of a sudden, Syracuse gained this spark. It was Syracuse needed something to do. Syracuse needed something to change, and whether it was to shake up the confidence of the North Carolina defense to be like, okay, new quarterback, what do we do? We've been successful against Dungy so far this game, but now DeVito's in, so maybe we're not as confident. Maybe that's what the North Carolina defense would have thought. But Dungy's out of the game, DeVito comes in, and all of a sudden the Syracuse offense just picks it right back up. Now, while Dungy is more of the, the runner, he's a dual-threat quarterback and all of that, it's DeVito who's the slinger. It's DeVito who's the one who's going to throw it down the field. And what do we see him do right away when he enters the game? First play, long pass. And we saw a bunch more of those as the game went on. A lot of them completed to just move the ball down the field at a very fast rate. That's something that helps Syracuse get back into the game. This sparked to the offense that the change of bringing DeVito in and benching Dungy for the time being seemed to be something that worked for the Syracuse offense to get back on track and also, of course, allow the skill set of throwing the ball down the field quickly. Not every pass was caught, but the ones that were gained those yards, the success rate was enough that DeVito's long passes were very effective to get the orange moving again. So Syracuse scores, and now the game's tied. It's the end of the game, winding down. There's only a few seconds left in the fourth quarter, and North Carolina has the ball on the Syracuse 39, and all they need to do is score. Score a touchdown, score a field goal, and Syracuse would be in a horrific situation where they had this lead earlier in the game, they tied it up with like a, a minute to go in the game, and then North Carolina 
scores with a few seconds left, and Syracuse is in the situation it saw itself in just a few weeks ago, again, having to try and get down the field with no time left. So it's 4th and 10 for North Carolina on Syracuse's 39-yard line. All they have to do, with a few seconds left in the game, kick a field goal, make the field goal. Syracuse all of a sudden has to get its own field goal down the field. So most likely, if North Carolina gets this field goal, they are in a very good position to take the win. But it's 4th and 10, and they don't go for the field goal. Instead, they go for a pass, which is incomplete. So Syracuse picks up the ball right there and with two seconds left can try and go down the field, which doesn't happen. But it's so surprising that North Carolina did not go for the field goal in that situation. Uh, Yes, their field goal kicker missed two field goals earlier in the game, a 50-yarder first and then a 45-yarder. So this would have been a 49-yard field goal, which is in that 45 to 50 range, understandable. They knew that the guy had missed, so maybe you just try and go for the touchdown and win it all. But in that situation, you have to have enough confidence in your field goal kicker who's three for five in that game so far to try and win the game right there. You can't risk overtime for a few reasons. One, if you go to overtime, you might wind up having to kick a long field goal anyway, and they actually do wind up having to do that in the double overtime. But also, if you're just going to throw and have an incomplete pass, the chances are higher that you're going to hit the field goal because your guy is good at hitting field goals. He hit three today. He missed two long ones. But put him in the situation and try and hit the field goal. If you miss, you turn the ball over at the same spot anyway as the incomplete pass. So I understand trying to go for the touchdown. But in that situation, it just feels like you have to go for the field goal and trust your guy to put it through the uprights, which seems to give you a much better chance of actually getting the points and winning the game than just trying for it on fourth down and being unsuccessful as they were. And that gave Syracuse another life. Syracuse, now tied, goes into overtime. Both teams score a touchdown. And then North Carolina winds up in double overtime having to go for a field goal. So they trust their guy. He hits the field goal. And then Syracuse comes up in the second part of that double overtime, scores a touchdown, game over, Syracuse wins. That's when you look back at that moment where North Carolina seemingly could have just kicked the ball, gotten the field goal, and went home with a win over a Syracuse team that looks to be pretty good this year and definitely better than the Tar Heels. But the story is this. Syracuse comes away with the win, the fifth win of the season. They're 5-2, one win away from the bowl game. And the big part about it is not even that they got the fifth win. If you look at it from the other perspective, it's also just as big or maybe bigger that Syracuse avoided their third horrible loss in a row where they lost to Clemson after having a big lead in the final seconds of regulation. They have a big lead against Pittsburgh two weeks ago, and then they wind up losing to them in overtime when Syracuse is intercepted on their first overtime play following a Pittsburgh touchdown. So Syracuse just dropping these games where they have substantial leads at the last few seconds of play, and it was almost that same thing for a third game in a row against North Carolina. Syracuse had the lead, 
They let it go. They tie it up at the end. North Carolina could have scored, decides to go for a pass that's incomplete. Overtime, they both score touchdowns. North Carolina then gets the field goal in double overtime, and Syracuse comes away with the touchdown. So it's it's these it is it, avoided another heartbreaking loss for the Orange, and they get that fifth win. Those are really the two big parts to this. So Syracuse next game is not going to be any easier. Playing the 22nd ranked North Carolina State in the Carrier Dome Saturday at 7 p.m. All of the information you want to know about that and Syracuse football will be coming up on the pregame show before that game. Anything else you want to know about Syracuse football, recruiting news, stay up to date with all of that at orangefizz.net. Also continue following us at Orange Fizz on Twitter and Facebook. Once again, for the Orange Fizz postgame podcast, I'm David Edelstein, and I'll speak with you before the game.